1: The FM 89.9 the business station my name is rich Bradbury and welcome to open for business this morning now most of us are probably familiar with cashless and ticketless parking in fact smart parking in Malaysia is valued at 450 million US dollars from 2022 to 2030 whereas the figure stands at around 8 billion US dollars throughout Southeast Asia now surprisingly the Southeast Asian market for parking is still 90 percent cash based Uh, and this could be down to uh, parking space owners not understanding or fearing that the switch to digital or being automated But the reality could be a bit more complicated as both options have downsides, of course. Cash payment through human operations could be relatively cheap in setup and maintenance, but often leads to inaccuracies due to human oversight in reconciliation and collection tally. Meanwhile, ticket machines could solve accuracy issues. However, the spending on machines and tickets plus machine maintenance can be costly affairs. Now, what if we told you that uh, the answer can actually be neither? That it is the novel thought process behind Sonic Boom a cashless payment solution looking to further revolutionize the parking industry. And on the phone with me right now is Derek Tan. He is the CEO of Sonic Boom. Derek, welcome to the show. Hi, Rich.
0: How are you this uh, this morning? Great, great day. Every day is uh, packed with challenges of different types uh, as an entrepreneur's uh, journey. Aha. We like those challenges, don't we, Derek? Yes, yes You have to see the challenges as a breakfast that you eat every day Lunch and dinner (laughs) I
1: wish some of my other guests used that analogy for sure Now, um, talk to me a a little bit about um, the beginning of of Sonic Boom In fact, before we get into the beginning of Sonic Boom Some people out there are going to be Okay, what is it that you're offering? What is it that you do that's different from what's already out there? Can you tell me what that is?
0: Yeah, I think um, let me start with the why, mm-hmm. of why uh, we started this. Because uh, when we embarked on this journey to focus on the cashless solutions for the unattended, which is in this case, the vending machines and self-service kiosks, back six, yeah. seven yeah. years ago. And uh, I was uh, beginning of the first two quarters. I was zooming in and out of uh, client offices and all that. And mm-hmm. after the six months, I realized that. The biggest challenges uh, i was facing is paying for parkings in all these offices right they are all cash based i need loose change i need a lot of things to, to get it done and most of the time, i got stuck and I have to extend my parking and after six months i figured i was focusing on the wrong industries or the wrong pillar to start with to begin to to to, to realize what i want the market to to have in terms of innovations and convenience so therefore we begin to look at the parking as a serious industries. And uh, 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 then we did some research on it and the market is huge back seven years ago. And then uh, from there on, the rest is uh, we begin with uh, approaching clients on this and it clicked immediately that clients have been waiting for this. They want innovations, they want lower operation expenditures in terms of cash handling and all the risks. So we started with KLCC and mm-hmm. as an innovative uh, company, they... You know, they told us, get this done and you get paid. If not, we will not pay you a single cent. So we <laughs> took on a challenge. It took us about two years to get it up and running. So our first site, proud to say, is uh, KLCC. In oh, well Surrey. done. Yeah. Now, so, um, sorry, carry on, please yeah so the rest is uh, with the uh, these uh, flagship uh, class customer sites like KLCC running surroundings uh, buildings started to look for us and uh, to, to discuss how they can adopt the same. How much
1: do you think doing KLCC first um, helped your business? because like you say it's a
0: flagship. yeah. Uh, with the flagship also comes with the volume of transactions, um, mm. I guess in living in KL or the central region, you cannot not know KLCC mm. um, and they record uh, about maybe seven to 8,000 visitors, drivers a day. Mm. So mm. it's a huge uh, promotions for our services. Those uh, building owners, uh, customers who use the solutions find that it's very convenient. So from there on, they have experience firsthand without us selling to them or pitching to them what our solution can do. So mm. that is one of the biggest uh, advantage. But it was uh, it was uh, sort of uh, worth the experience of spending two years to get it up rather than going for the small uh, beachhead and uh, you know the other way around. So I think in hindsight, we made the right investment. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay. So
1: you're saying it, it took you around two years to kind of really get the ball up and running and, and get everything rolling properly with, with that property. What, what do you think the, the kind of stumbling blocks were, Eric, or the difficulties?
0: The number one factors for any startup is cash flow. Hmm. So in the midst of uh, doing heavy research and development in this uh, region and with uh, big clients like KLCC. Uh, we have to, you know, make ends meet by uh, working on some uh, side hustles uh, relating to cashless solutions um, such as the banking uh, self-service uh, system that we are very uh, well-versed in the whole team. So we started on there with um, four people and today we have grown to uh, about 70. So from day one itself, uh, the, the key thing, KPI for me to look at is cash flow. Cash flow. Cash flow. Yeah. Without cash flow, nothing can happen the next month. So mm-hmm. with cash flow, you can still buy time to create innovations, a bit slow maybe. Uh, we could have uh, raised, but um, I just want to make it happen before I start uh, raising. Until today, we have not raised. Yeah, so we are looking to work with the right uh, funding partners. Uh, coming uh, two to three quarters down the road to expand uh, overseas yeah so I think the beginning day was uh, hard because everything's about cash flow most of the decision 90% of it goes to cash flow decision
1: so hang on a minute so you're telling me that you've not raised any capital yet you've had no funding so far
0: uh we have no outside funding yes wow
1: Okay. Uh, On that note, I want to take a short break then. Uh, Derek, um, I'm on the phone with Derek Tan. He's the CEO of Sonic Boom. Uh, We'll be right back after these messages. You're tuned in to Open for Business here on BFM 89.9, the business station. Breakfast for Masters, BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Open for Business. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm on the phone with Derek Tan. He is the CEO of Sonic Boom. Um, They are a complete uh, payment solution. Uh, I guess, for its cash-free payment for for things like parking and e-money cards and all all kinds of stuff, Um, cashless vending machines. Um, Derek, just before we went into a break, um, you told me that as as of now, you've received no external funding, correct? Correct. And, And how many
0: locations are you in so far? today as of this morning we have uh, 151 uh, cashless parking sites that are using our solutions okay so part of me and, and i guess
1: people who are tuning in right now for you to be in that amount of locations and to receive no external funding they'll be asking that question of, of how did you manage to do that were you bootstrapped you know uh, did you come together collectively to raise funds or did it just all happen because of your
0: faith in your product? Right, that is, uh, <laughs> I think bootstrap is the right word. Um, mm-hmm. There's many magnitude to uh, bootstrapping like yeah. has been uh, used in uh, many startups, uh, lingo to go on um, to, 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 to start their journey, to carry on and meet the flow uh, commitment. Mm-hmm. So for us, uh, we are very nimble. We start small. So we gather resources, uh, expertise, uh, the core team that has uh, multi uh, skills and multi talents who can uh, take care of the front and the back at the same time. So I think we hire mostly generalists. Uh, some of them are core employees until today, yeah. which are going to be a, uh, sort of a shareholders of the company as well. So that's how we we use the uh, visions and how this gap has not been filled. Not only Malaysia but Southeast Asia, potentially uh, a, a, a wider uh, regions that uh, mm-hmm. require this. So and then the dream. Um, I think the dream sells. And um, as uh, KLCC kick off, we have uh, inquiries coming in. So the core employees are uh, relieved uh, two to three years later. So um, I think the bootstrap uh, is that we are doing some side hustles, whatever profits that we make from the side hustles, we plow into the research and development. And uh, of course, the solution is a saas a uh, S-A-A-S, a SaaS-based yeah, yeah. approach where we don't uh, make profit in the first five or not even the first 25 clients so we have to continue to do side hustles for the first three years Yeah, to get uh, a bit of uh, capital so that mm-hmm. we are in total control of the uh, this uh, company's directions of where we want to go mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. from there on uh, along the way we figure out that we have um, uh, leverage on certain solutions uh, c- certain uh, commercial approach where we take some um, this uh. sort of a down payment from the customers and then uh, by lowering our costs uh, we are able to get by into uh, this uh, um, return on investment that is less than six months six or eight months so that is when we can still command a bit of premium because we were one of the pioneer in uh, combining mm. all these uh, payment mechanisms that you have in Malaysia mm-hmm. into a single parking box where you can flash any payment cards today. I'm not kidding you. Any payment cards you flashed, you have today in your pocket, you can use it to tap at our device and go into the parking without figuring out whether you have a Visa yeah. or you know, all that cuts. Yeah.
1: yeah I mean, this idea kind of fascinates me as well. I mean, um, how much do you think in costs these uh, machines are saving in terms of maintenance? Because before, you know, you would you would try to put a banknote in and it would often spit it out. And, you know, they were mechanical. And, and obviously, you would need somebody to go and service the mechanics of it. Nowadays, you don't really have that uh, with a lot of these machines like, like the ones that you're, you know, working with. How much mm-hmm. in terms of cost do you think a, a potential client could save in terms of, um, maintenance.
0: Yeah, let's um, use a, a, a sample of uh, one entry and one exit, a uh, small parking sites mm-hmm. So that's uh, those are where the cost, the bulk of the cost is. Before you would have to have the barricade and the uh, the ticket machines and the ticket exit machines as well as a payment machine, right? Yeah. yeah. So this uh, the cost of it is above hundred thousand ringgit Malaysia. So oh, wow. what we were able to achieve is uh, maybe we have six, six time saving. Yeah, it's about 80% cheaper. Significant. Significant. And let alone, uh, not to mention the labor uh, you need to uh, uh, employ to deliver the ticket, the new tickets device, to reload, mm-hmm. to replenish, to clean up as well as the cash transit every day, end of the day, that has to happen. And with the amount of risk that goes into the process, which yeah. uh, often in the past we hear uh, some parking owners, they have a bag of cash missing, you know, in transit. And uh, this, this happens, right, once a year. That's enough uh, for you to, to worry about the risk of uh, having cash in the system. But back then, technology and innovations are not, you know in the industries for them to employ this, yeah. They are always catching up to the best technology, and what they could get then is a ticket and a cash machine, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why we saw this gap and we went in. And uh, yeah, we believe this has to be done um, with all the fintech cashless solutions happening around the world, especially Malaysia and Singapore. Mm-hmm. Why are we not focusing into the parking? Uh, mm, we can mm. realize that it was hard because all these machines only talk to machines and they are not something that a staff over a counter can punch a few uh, keys to determine the amount and, you know, flash, flash the customer cards to get payments. Right. We have to design something that talks to machine and works really reliably over 24 hours, 365 yeah. days, right? So this this is a hard part that we were having the uh, advantage, uh, sort of the core competence over the past fifteen years in the similar mm-hmm. industries. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Talk to me a little bit about your your involvement with uh, uh, Maranti. That, that was uh, you know as part of their global accelerator program. How
0: did they help you? We're very excited with uh, Miranti because um, uh, they brought us a lot of insights in terms of uh, scaling up the company, which is uh, what we needed, um, uh, what we need now and will be needing in in this uh, coming two years. Because Malaysia is a good place, it's a good hub to start, um, uh, do a startup, right? But Mm. it's not big enough of a market that can attract the uh, uh, bigger uh, funds uh, from outside to to come in and, and you know, blow up to on the capital scale that mm-hmm. can be uh, uh, um, uh, making a mark on the globe, right? So scaling is the phase where we are in. Um, we don't have any... A experience in that in in that area because right, I have to right. built a company to this phase where I need scaling. What yeah. get you from point A to point B won't get you from point B to point C. You will need different sets of skills, different sets of talents, um, um different sets of uh, priorities. For sure, so, for sure, yeah. So Moranti came in to give us an uh, insight in these uh, few key areas. I find. Um, it's very valuable and um, with the uh, network that they put together for us to share the same uh, pain of the in uh, entrepreneurial journey that we have and I find it's very rewarding mm. and uh, not only that they are the official the uh, government arm uh, in this area that means to say that we are being taken more seriously by other yeah. government yeah. agencies yeah. this is the, the, the few benefits uh, that Sony boom realized mm. that they could be doing this uh, to more and more uh, enterprises who are at stuck at a stage where they have growth, but they don't scale. They don't know how to scale. Right. Right. It yeah. comes in to help. Yeah. So, I mean,
1: expanding into Malaysia is, is one thing. And obviously that's part and process of what you're doing at imagine. But you, you, when you're looking at, at expanding regionally, um, where would you be looking to expand to first, do you think? Would it be Singapore? Would it be Thailand? Would it be Vietnam? Where do you think you might move on to next?
0: Yeah, um, Vietnam, uh, Indonesia and Philippines are, the, yeah. uh, are our focus now because yeah. they simply have uh, more transactions and more need and more populations than Malaysia. And what about local players for
1: um, you know, those areas? How, how would you deal with the competition there, do you think?
0: I think competition is unavoidable. So even if they're not there now, they will be there six months, nine months down the road. And uh, it's easier to uh, replicate technology these days. So I think it has to come from the combinations of uh, the core expertise that we have, uh, which is the core products, as well as uh, the trade secret in the commercial activities, how we price our products, and as well as working with key partners, the lowest uh, hanging fruits mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in each of these country. I think we have done a bit of research and each of these country uh, present a different uh, sort of uh, client as the, uh, what we term as the lowest hanging fruits. So, um, and uh, so far the local players are still sort of um, maybe 6-7 years uh, you know, behind us in terms of uh, visions and how they want to take the product to the next level. So I think we are ready to, to, to face the competition or maybe even uh, work with the partners uh, locally yeah. yeah. To, to distribute this I think uh, one, one key thing is that we don't compete to kill each other off but we compete yeah. to make profit right so that's the the gist of uh, where we look at in terms of uh, entering a new market with either partnerships or competitions
1: Derek thank you so much for your time today fascinating stuff you're welcome Folks, I've been on the phone with uh, Derek. He is uh, Derek Tan, the CEO of uh, Sonic Boom. Um, If you don't know who they are, head over to their website. And uh, sonicboom.my. All those uh, parking problems you used to have with... uh cash at the parking machines not so much anymore with these guys helps with uh, these guys help thank you so much for that Derek um, you, you've saved me and uh, I'm guessing a whole bunch of Malaysians an awful lot of headaches with uh, the solutions that you're offering <laughs> thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Folks, if you missed any part of this show, don't forget you can download the podcast wherever you get it from. We recommend the BFM app. It is available from the Apple App Store or Google Play. For Open for Business this morning, my name is Rich Bradbury here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.